What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that. Shotgun set. Three receivers left. Here's the snap, and the blitzer is picked up. Brady and he caught ball. He has the record at the 11-yard line. Mike Evans becomes the first NFL player in league history to record 1,000 yards or more in his first seven seasons. And what a throw by Brady. Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Looking again, looking again. Throws up the middle. That's intercepted at the 40. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. Goes toward the end. Battle in. Intercepted, picked off in the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs. Welcome into another edition of the Salty Dogs podcast. I'm Scott Smith. And I am Jeff Ryan. Wow, you drew that one out. You like that? We are the Salty Dogs. We are, and uh, kind of salty. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to. I'm trying to. Uh, trying to sound as upbeat as possible. You know what would help if you if you talked about Beef O'Brady's a little bit. Well, let me just say, you know, we want to thank them for being uh, being part of uh, the Salty Dogs all season long. And a season it was. We don't need to forget that we won 14 games. So we want to say, hey, that's a good thing, right? Gotta and look I want to thank the them. I want to thank them for making good wings. Well, that's right. That's right. You do enjoy that. And I'm been known to take a wing or two myself <laughs> um wings and beer beers and wings you've heard us talk about this the whole season long combine them and you're going to get beef o'brady's wings and beer beer and wings nobody combines them like beef o'brady's start with an award-winning traditional or boneless wings and a variety of sauces and dry rubs next pick your brew beef says all your faves on tap beef o'brady's where game time meets beer and wing time all the time and there's going to be a few games this weekend unfortunately yeah, no. not with us no. yes yeah, so we're salty because the Bucks lost to the Rams after a nearly historic comeback. Well, the comeback itself was historic. It just didn't end up being the final outcome. Right. It Yes, yes. And the funny part about that, that whole time, and I have witnesses, and in fact, we even said it on the air, when we were down 17-3, uh, to 3, I went and looked up the San Francisco 49er game that had just been played against the Rams, and that was the same situation going into the third quarter. And I made note to, to the to the guys, Gene and Dave, hey, um, just remember, the Rams have a tendency to let you back in. This game is not over with yet. Oh. You know, and then, and then of course, you know, they, they score and it's 27, and you begin to go, well, maybe this, maybe you, know, may, you know, 27-6. I'm not so sure if this is going to go. But you have to give credit. that uh, The team did not uh, fold their tents and say enough's enough. They kept battling back. It was a strange experience, though, wasn't it? it yeah. It, it, I, it, so we we know people around the league, right? Sure. So I, you, we know somebody that works for the Packers, right? And, and of course, they're not very happy because they took a, a major blow the night before. Right. Before so they played. lose. They are winning at, at home, the number one seed against the number six seed. Yeah. Ten to three. Uh-huh. And they have not allowed San Francisco's offense to do anything. No. In fact, they just made a fourth down stop. So... It's looking good for them, right? Yeah. And then the the problem, the thing that's been their problem the entire season and for several seasons in a row, special teams rears yeah. its ugly head. They get a punt block return for a touchdown, and then they end up that ties it and they end up losing thirteen to ten. So 
Heartbreaking, right? Very. So it's like the third quarter of our game. Uh-huh. <clears throat> We're losing 27-3. Yeah. And I'm texting with some guys. I'm like, what's what's rougher? You know, which way would you want to lose? Mm-hmm. Which way would you? Which way hurts more? The way it happened to to them, right? Or getting completely blown out in the third quarter and it's it's probably over. I personally would rather be blown out in the third quarter. And, and I was saying at the time, I'm already processing this. Uh huh. Yes. You know? Yeah. This isn't like it happened all of a sudden, right. and oh, and how how do, how am I feeling about this, and how long is this going to sting? Mm-hmm. You know, it's still going to sting, but you, by the time a game ends, if it's just a blowout, you, you're not over it necessarily, but you've, you're kind of leveled out by then. You get it, yeah. okay? Your team wasn't there that day. But then the game goes insane, <laughs> and people everywhere in what is supposed to be a um, quiet press box are losing their minds i had heard i i didn't hear it but i had heard that the press box went nuts and i am shocked by this <laughs> you are not i <laughs> i mean it of course i'm in an area where everybody around well, me is a buck employee well what we have to explain too is that in a press box it is etiquette that if it's you're not just it, etiquette it's rules yeah if you're there you're not there as a fan you're there doing work yes or and exactly and it, they specifically say in the announcements before every game in every press box no cheering remind you that this is a working (laughs) environment and there's no cheering for either team and doing so could cause your removal i've Mm -hmm. never actually seen somebody (laughs) removed and i've heard plenty of cheering but people will look at you funny that's for sure well that's true especially if you're cheering for a team and the guy is looking at you his team's losing If if you get too uh, uh, outrageous you might get a talking to from somebody official from the home team or something but for the most part, you get away with it. You try not to do it, but when it happens, and people were losing their minds <clears throat> because that was ridiculous. I would love to know how it went in the Kansas City uh, press box. That game, my God! I mean, there. I mean, if you, if you ever, <laughs> can you imagine somebody for the first time tuning in the National Football League last weekend and seeing all those games? I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I am sorry. I, you, both of us, we've seen a lot of football. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen a lot of football. <clears throat> this weekend was the craziest. If you, yeah, if you introduced this sport to somebody well, and you did it this past weekend, yeah. that would have been pretty good timing. Because they, they would have come away going, wow, this is an exciting game. Boy, they really, <laughs> really would have been shocked later on down the year. Because <laughs> not all games are that way. But it's the best of the best. And, every, and there's a lot to lose. And so the press box is cheering, going, going wild. Yeah. And, and, and then it's, and then, you know, you, oh my gosh, we actually have a chance to win this game. And it's a game I'm never going to forget. That's still true. But this is going to go up there amongst the most amazing things I've ever yep. witnessed in person. Yes. If the it would be like if you were at that Patriots that Patriots game where Tom Brady brought him back from down twenty three against yep. the Falcons. And I was thinking that too. You well, know? everybody. Was. Yeah. It but was I'm all just, over Twitter. Yeah. It was great <laughs> though. Got him right where I did say during the commercial break. Okay, we got him right where I we wanted. I had plenty of text you gotta, to that. Come on, you got to go with it. But then, but then, almost immediately after tying the game, they get the twenty yard oh. pass where Sean Murphy Bunning slips, slips. and. The coverage call was good on that play, and it's Bruce Arians agreed with the premise of a question he was asked on Monday. Um, was that play perhaps even more damaging than the 44-yarder yard. yeah. that set them up for the field goal? And that seems counterintuitive because obviously <coughs> the 44-yarder was longer and it put them sure. in, at the spot where they kicked the field goal. But we had good coverage called on that. You had... Safety's over the top and man coverage underneath, so you should have been able to stop that play. But right. Sean slipped. Sure. So, 
uh, and also Cooper Cup is really, really, really good. Really good. So that takes the ball from the 25 to the 45, and, mm-hmm. and um, didn't it? Yeah, and it gives you a chance to throw the ball. Oh, oh so actually the first thing that happened was we, get a we sack. sacked him on the first play. And and so, they, that looked good, right? And so, and, and, and so everybody's going, why are you blitzing on that play? Well, the first play they blitzed and, and got to him. Was that a blitz? The the play where the the one yard sack for the no I know we blitzed on the yeah that's on the, the first storyline yes was but, this a blitz this might not have been a blitz well the sack you don't think it was I don't know it was it was Sue and Pierre Paul that split it that doesn't prove anything but it wasn't like Antoine Winfield well it wasn't the whole full out blitz okay um yeah so then it's it, they they snap the ball with thirty five seconds left and no timeouts <clears throat> and they also get out of bounds on that play uh-huh. stopping the clock at twenty eight seconds. Had they not completed that, they would have been they would have had about probably thirty one seconds. They would have still been all the way back at their twenty four. Mm-hmm. And you would be playing absolutely you would be playing prevent deep guys sure. coverage. Keep everybody because in. They've, they've still got, at that point they still gotta get let's say let's say you let's say fifty five yard field goal, sure. right? You need to get to the thirty seven, the other team's thirty seven for a fifty five yard field goal. So mm-hmm. from the twenty four that would be twenty six. Thirty nine yards. <clears throat> it's hard to do. Yeah. Not impossible. No. Hard to do. But can be done. We're probably playing a less aggressive coverage, though, because we're willing at that point to give them mm-hmm. 10 yards or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Instead, they have the clock stopped with 20 seconds to go, and now they're at the 44, and that's, if you're trying to get to the 37, that's only 19 yards away. Yeah. And maybe they trust Matt Gay to hit a 58-yarder, and now you're only talking... Kind of hard to, considering <clears throat> the last field goal he kicked was short. That's true, and... Uh, Later heard that he might have been a little gotten Got a little hurt, hurt. warmups, yeah. but all season he showed off a tremendous yeah. leg. As yes. we knew he had a big leg, obviously, well, yeah. and he's going to the Pro Bowl, right? Um, which good for him, by the way. Yes. <clears throat> now though, now they they can get you with like two ten yard outs or something like that. They can hit. They can do ten a couple quick hitters and get in field goal range. Right. So you understand whether or not you agree with the decision to blitz there. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. You understand why that's on the table now. And because they don't want to uh, give up these quick hits. Right. They want to disrupt it before it can happen. <clears throat> the problem, of course, and I'm sure everybody knows it, it's just you still try to make it work. Sure. Is that Matthew Stafford just finished the, the perhaps the best season of all time against the Blitz. Uh-huh. Like his passer rating against the Blitz was like 144. Crazy, isn't it? It's the highest that's been recorded since Next Genera started tracking these things in 2016. <clears throat> I, I, I will so they didn't want to blitz them. No, but I will say this. You know, you had to, you're, you, you know, you were saying, hey, you're going to have to beat us, Matt. You're going to have to beat us. And he did. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, sometimes I, the other team makes a play, right? And, right. And, but I also give credit, not only was that a great throw, that was a great run by Cooper Cup. I mean, he took off, and I've watched him this whole season, and... You know he's a good guy. First of all, he's he's. It's, I didn't it's know a, that. It's a really cool story. Okay. How he his dad would, when they were little boys, they would stand in the doorway of the of the rec room, <laughs> and then they would come flying through the doorway, and their dad would throw a throw a Nerf ball at him or a ball at him for them to catch, and yeah. then they would land on like a mat. Everybody does that. I've, right. We've done that as kids. But he did. It was constant. It was constant. It was always more, more, more. <laughs> so when he does that stuff to him, it's like. Jumping through the doorway in the bedroom, you know, when he makes those catches, it's, <laughs> it's a great. It was a great. It, there was a feature on him on it. It's, okay. it's really pretty cool. Dude, but I, I used to sit on the couch in our living room and throw passes to Alex with a little Nerf ball sure. from this room into the next one. He would do it as as long as you were willing to do it. Exactly. And you could sit there and still watch TV and uh, also still do that. Yeah. So a lot of us have done that. But my son is not a receiver in the NFL. 
It takes well, a little bit more than just jumping I understand, out of the but I'm just saying is is that he he accredited. Okay, that. good for so, him. Also, but anyways, he's, also he's, he has some pretty amazing athletic talent. Yes, well, well, you know, sometimes that happens. <laughs> you know, the combination works. Yes, um, but uh, that ball in the air is is it was going. My heart was sinking yeah. because I knew who was was underneath. Well, as soon as you see him launch, then you look downfield real quick and go, oh, oh yeah. that's not going to be good. I have to say that in our broadcast booth, we are we are between um, the Buccaneer head coach or the Buccaneer <laughs> coaches, yes, and we are between the Rams coaches, right in between the two coaching booths. Yeah, and you can see th- into I each can one. I can see I can see each one because there's a little glass on the side. Yeah, and there's some frosting too, so in case I don't steal right, a yeah, play, yeah, right, exactly. Um, but you know, a professional etiquette. I don't really look in there. Sure. I can see in my peripheral vision what's going on, um, but during that game and. I was thinking, when was the last time I was this irritated? Because they were really, really happy the whole game. They were <laughs> high-fiving. They were, you know, it was really, really irritating me. Now, we know Raheem Morris very, very well. He's a defensive coordinator. So, you know, I'm th- he's not up there. But I'm thinking, well, you know, these I know people on that team, so I'm not going to be too upset. But they were really Got to a point where I was really irritated. So when we made the comeback, it was so awesome because I knew they were now watching me putting my arms up like this, okay? And they were, like, coming off their chairs. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's funny because you don't expect, you know, you think coaches, the, the emotion's not there. They're so focused on what's going on. Emotionally, they were all over the place. You can't help it. In a no, game like that. and that's what and that's what makes the game so great. And uh, I'd like to steal this line, and I'm going to. And I'm going to steal it from Tom Brady. He said it last night on his podcast. That as disappointing as it was, he was happy and felt good that he was part right, of that. Right. And it made me stop. I was at a red light, and I was like, and I just paused, and why? And you said it. It was an amazing game to be a part of. And you're not going to forget it for a very long time. 20 years from now, if we're doing a Salty Dogs podcast, we're going to go, that's going to fall into one of the... Right, the way we always end up talking about the Rams game in 2000. The damn Rams again. Or the Indianapolis terrible game in 03. I'm just saying, the Rams... We'll be talking about this one a lot. The Rams again. They play a big part in our history. We're 0-3 against them in the playoffs now. Yes. Yeah, twice in the L.A. and once in the St. Louis Rams. We just can't yeah. get away. And and the two, the last two have ended in heartbreaking fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the one in St. Louis was Ricky freaking Prohl, and we don't always use the same word. in the Right, movie. and then the Bird Emanuel rule came yeah. into effect. So now, now, I ask this question to you, Scott Smith. I'm here for you. The penalty... After the dead ball, when you get hit in the face. Okay, this is on my list, so you're just going to... Okay, all right. Okay, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, do you think they're going to revisit that? Because if revisit you can... Revisit it. Well, going forward, and perhaps instead of saying it's a dead ball file... Wait, are you talking about the Mike Evans thing? Yeah. Okay, I have a lot to say about because, that. Because my thinking is, if that's a dead ball file, then I'm blowing up every receiver after the ball drops, and I'll take the 15 yards. Okay, but... You have it would have to be fourth down, right? And it would have to be, um, you'd have to be in position. How many times is that going to happen? I know, but I'm just saying. And it was a, it, you know, it. it I, my immediate reaction when that happened, and everybody around us started getting really happy. The uh, first thing I said was, "But it's after the possession." 
And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's not that can't be right. That was my first thought, which turned really? out to be true. I said it out loud. You wow. Can, you can ask Carmen. She was two seats away from really? you. Really? But then I immediately thought I was wrong. I'm like, no, no, wait. That's part of the play. That has to be. And, so and if, this rule is wrong. So if the ball, if the ball, if the ball was still in the air, well, I don't would know. Would that be so? When does the play end? Good question. Good question. I so when the, the ball hit the ground, I guess. Okay, so if the ball hits the ground, the play's over with, and then okay. But here's my argument: that hit was made by a defender trying to disrupt the play. Right. He was making that hit in the in the. Moment in, the, of, in the action moment. of the play. It was within the right. action of the play. Right. He surely had launched himself before, before that the, ball hit the ground. Right. Maybe even before Mike tried to reach it. Right. Yeah. There, it was clearly part of the play. Yes. Post-possession so, fouls are like, okay, the play's over and then somebody punches somebody. Yeah. It's yeah. not the guy launches it, but because the ball's on the ground. That rule can't. It's it's correct. Right. It is the rule, and it was correctly called. Uh-huh. But that can't be the rule. That has to be changed. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but I, that's what I'm hoping. I'm wondering if that's like you know the bird so like manual. Every time we play it. the Rams in the yeah, postseason, we get a rule change. Sure, sure. So. We didn't, uh, just to be just to clarify, there was no rule change. No, the bird manual rule was not a change of the rules. It was just them making sure everybody knew what the rule was, was. which was if you catch the ball. The ball can make contact with the ground as you hit, right. it's just as long as it doesn't help you with possession and it doesn't move. Right. <clears throat> like, there was a play in one of the other games this year, mm-hmm. this weekend, where the guy caught it, and the ball was hitting the ground as he was catching it. And it didn't move, but still, the the ball, the, the ground was part of but, making the catch. Right. Burt caught the ball in the air, yep. landed with two hands outstretched on the ball, and the ball, the part of the surface of the ball hit the ground, but it didn't move. Right. And that should have been called a catch. And then so the next they clarified after that, mm-hmm. and they made sure everybody knew going forward that that's a catch. But it didn't help us any. No, no. Just like it won't help us if they change And I'm not saying that's why they lost the game. It was just something that – Oh, it that, certainly isn't. Th- that it, it – you know, you had plenty – You, you had, never know how it's going to go. Right. And and when I look at a game like that, and, and as frustrating and as disappointing and heartbreaking it was – you know, you you had 60 minutes to play, and you didn't start clicking until the fourth quarter. Yes, unfortunately. And that, for whatever reason. I don't know why, but that's what it was. Unfortunately, the game started exactly the way I feared and exactly the way it started in L.A. in week mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Just could not convert on third downs. Yeah. We just couldn't convert a third down. We, did, once again, did not convert a third down in the first quarter. It's like 0 for 3. And you have to give credit to, to the Rams. I mean, they're... Sure, they're, but they're, I would say that this is where it started to get to the point where the losses of players was yeah. really starting to show up. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I just think that Tom Brady doesn't necessarily have a great connection with Tyler Johnson, no. as an example. Mm-hmm. Not saying anything about Tyler as a player. No, no, no. Just It's just what it is. Trying to trying to hit, get Scotty Miller involved when he's yeah. barely played all season sure. on offense. He did make a couple games. Brashad Perryman was out. No, he did good. He had yeah. a nice game. Uh, Brashad Perryman was out. You know, you're. Yeah, it's just not the same. Well, and then you lose. You, you know, and then Tristan goes out, and you, you know you're shuffling your line. Uh, Ryan Jensen's uh, hurt, struggling there. I mean, there's there was a lot to be said. And 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 listen, the the Rams had to replace uh, one of their old line. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I guess we've talked about it before. One of the best things about last season when when the Bucks were in the playoffs was they were healthy. And the can, the Green Bay Packers lost their stud left tackle mm-hmm. right before they had to yeah. play us. Yep. And the Kansas City Chiefs lost both of their starting tackles right before they had to play us. And we took advantage of it. The pass rush against both those teams yep. 
was, was probably the number one reason we won those games, sure. other than Tom Brady. And that's what. And you have to play with who you've got on that particular day. And it's you try simple. to take advantage. If if, yeah. if there's a reason, because they nobody wants other teams' players to get hurt. Nobody, nobody, no, no players in the league want. Other you want to play to the best, and and you just don't want to see guys get hurt. Sure. But if they have injuries that have created a weakness that you can exploit, well, of course you're going to exploit it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what the Rams did to us. I mean, yeah. it, it was obvious that it could happen going into the game, and then it did happen, and it's no surprise. Right. It really is. I mean, no. Tom Brady was under a lot of pressure. He was hit a lot. He was pressured a ton of times. Von Miller had a huge game. Unbelievable. So good and good acquisition. And Donald did too. And a good acquisition by them. They they put some pieces in uh, as the season went along. It's like what we did last year. And they're they're making a run for it. This will honestly, if if the Rams go all the way, the year after the Bucks went all the way, and we're not even talking about the fact that they would be the second team to yeah. win, in, win in their home stadium yeah. after we made history last yeah. year. Yeah. You're gonna have you're gonna have some teams seriously looking at what these the Bucks and sure. Rams did the last two years. A uh, hugely um, aggressive move to get Matt Stafford. Now, they mm-hmm. had to give up draft picks. We didn't have to give up draft picks right. for Tom Brady. But still, both teams made a huge move to get a established and, star at and, the game's most important position. Right, and he's played 11 years. Has he been in the league, what, 11 years Something now? Like Something like that. So he's got another at least five, yeah. you think, right? Okay, but so that's, a good, that's a good trade. In, in addition, as the season wore on, when they had opportunities to um, add – Veteran proven stud players like Odell Beckham mm-hmm. and Von Miller, they did, and it's exactly what the Bucks did last sure. year with Leonard Fournette and Antonio Brown, um, Steve McClendon along the way, uh, you Gronkowski you, in the you, summer when you, it became possible. You, right. So you have to wonder if teams that think that they're oh that's coming. Hey, we got a nice core here. Here's here's <clears> the deal: <throat> if you're a, a veteran quarterback and you're Aaron Rodgers, yeah, well, and you're good. I'm not even talking great. If you're good. Your, your value just went up. You think so? Yeah. So like, like a Kirk Cousins? Well, I don't know. He's better they, than that. They, they threw uh, Kirk Cousins got a ton of money and and he didn't go anywhere. So he, he he's kind of he's kind of Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr's pretty good. Dude. He is. I, I think just, he's underrated. I, I think he is too. I don't think he's been around well, a you, team to win. But anyways, what, what I'm well, saying. Well, then who do you mean? Well, any Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> what you said just pretty good. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. I'm trying to think of an example for it. Well, him. let's just put it this way. If you think there's a quarterback that you could get, that Russell would, Wilson. Would, well, there you go. We put you over the top. You're going for them. If you, yeah, it's kind of like the, it's going to be like the NBA, where the player begins to dictate how the team goes. It's a lot harder though, because in the NBA, you can change your entire yeah. fortunes with one player. Right. Right. Um, but but we changed our entire. Of course, fortunes I guess if you're talking about player. a quarterback, then it's somewhat the same thing. Now I had an interesting conversation with someone. We were talking about it, and and they were saying that. If they were a general manager, they would do nothing but draft O-linemen and D-linemen. Because <laughs> if you have a good O-line and a good D-line, so you'd be you could take mediocre players and they'd be better because they were opening the holes yeah. and they're getting to the quarterback. So you'd be Dave Gettleman. That's his whole strategy. And it didn't work out in I, New York because you got to pick the right guy. Right. Well, that was the next part. You right. have to hit. Right. You have to hit. But, I don't know about that. Yeah. But anyways, um, so what was your favorite part of the game? Oh, you, you took my line there. I did write something down, but I've already talked about it, really. Okay. It was that utterly chaotic feeling when that, all around me, when that, all that craziness was going down during the comeback, because for a good portion of that game, you'd already kind of like, whatever, let's just get this over with. And then it just went nuts, and that feeling, and then watching other people reacting and Mm -hmm. and just realizing, and seeing tweets where people like, this game is drunk. You know, I tweeted something like, where am I? Who am I? What has become of reality? I mean, it was just, it was so overwhelming that this was actually happening 
and that was a a really fun feeling. Uh huh. It's special. <clears throat> it was really fun for yeah. a while there. Yeah. Mine is in the same vein, but it became when I looked down and I saw the battle flags waving with the fans. Oh, you like that? And the noise as loud as I've heard in a very, very long time. And we see you ha- you're in an enclosed booth, so you don't hear the noise as w- as we do as cuz right. our windows are true. open. That is true. And it was it was deafening. It was so it was that you could feel it in your chest type of noise. It was great. Hmm. And of course because we just tied the game and people are thinking this is the greatest comeback ever, and I'm here for it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was definitely a feel. So <clears throat> there were lots of feels. But I'd certainly, if if uh, for those, and I will say this though, I'm going to be a little salty here. For those of you who left the stadium uh, early, I certainly <laughs> hoped you stayed tuned to Bucks Radio <laughs> Network and enjoyed all the excitement that we were providing. I don't know, maybe. Maybe if you knew how it was going to end, you wouldn't wanted to feel that. Yeah, I'm just saying that I glanced over and I saw the cars, but not as many as you might. No, have No, not as many, but I did notice it, and I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, come on now, dude. If you've ever done that, left a game that suddenly became historic. No, nope. you don't no. need. Yeah, they I, don't need you chastising them because I, they feel terrible. Right I know, now. but it makes me feel better <laughs> that you left. You golden rule: have you never ever leave. That? Have what? you ever done that? Left like, a game? No. You just never leave before game's over. Correct. Ever. Ever. I try not to, but I can't say I've never done it. We're pretty close. Uh, well, they're pretty pretty close to never. You got a five-year-old with you, and he's getting antsy. Well, I, yeah, that's different. If you got a child, and you have to deal with it's the yeah, seventh inning, and you're yeah, eleven to two. Yeah, yeah, and and you're not enjoying. So you're it. sticking it out to the end oh. in, a, in a in a baseball game where you're down fifteen to nothing. Oh yeah, the fourth I, inning. as long as there is, I just find out when the last inning they're serving beer, and I get two, <laughs> and I'm All good. Right. You know, I kind of I, I, I'm having a hard time believing you've never left a game early. I'm not. I I'll have to. I don't. I am not a, a leave early person. I agree with the sentiment. You know, I've actually stayed in stadiums like an hour afterwards just so I don't have to sit in traffic. Yeah, that makes some sense. Yeah, I mean, I've done, you know, I'm before doing this they professionally. They kick you out. Yeah. I've never been to an NFL game as a fan. Uh, I have. I know. Buck games. I'm aware of this. You've yeah. mentioned that before. All right. So, so it, talking about how everybody feels sure. about this game, I've heard some, some conversation about how the Rams should be feeling like not so great right now. Because they almost blew that lead. I think we've said this in this podcast before. They don't care. No. They d- they won the game. I guarantee you the celebration. I could, actually we could hear it because we were in sure. the, our press conference room. Post game right. press conference room is close to their locker room. Right. And you could hear a lot of very happy people. Yeah. And they should be happy. They should be happy. And I'm telling you, nobody is sitting there going, "Oh God, we got away with one." Yeah, that's not great, guys. That's not great. I don't what, feel good. What happens then? You're celebrating and everything, and then when you look at the tape the next day, you go, "Wow, we made the play. We made the plays we needed to make." Yeah. But how many times you heard? Comes down to three plays. You yeah. got to make the play. They made the play they needed to make. It it got to where that game got to where I thought it would get to because I was talking to people before the game, and I was like, "If this game is close at the end, I like our chances because we got Tom Brady." And if we can get the ball last, mm-hmm. you know, yep. we didn't get the ball last. I'm no. like, whoever's the ball last has a really good shot of sure. winning this game if it's close. I think the dude that, that Ronnie and John interviewed from uh, L.A. right before I went on uh-huh. said something to that in okay. that vein. Yeah. If it's close, it's going to be who's got the ball last, Yeah. Um, which is exactly what happened. 
but it started at, but I was like, if we fall behind early like we did in week three, I think we're going to have a hard time coming back, especially with all the guys we got out. And it looked through three and two-thirds quarters like I was exactly right. Yeah. And then, but of course, I should, I should always remember that we have Tom Brady on the team. You know? Yeah. So you shouldn't even give up a 27-3. to Right. Right. You shouldn't. This just built on his legend, even though no. he did it. He, he successfully made the comeback. Well, he needed one more stop on defense. That's what, it, he wasn't even on the field when it was over with. Yep. So. Which is, which is not unfair because it was still regulation sure. and they made the plays. It does, though, bring up, like, our game probably would have been the talk of the weekend if not for the fact that right after that, Kansas City and Buffalo played maybe the most entertaining game of all time, I, or I, certainly up there. I have to say, after after our game, you didn't, you wouldn't think it could be topped. I didn't, and I was it was, just, and I and I almost didn't even watch the game. <laughs> oh man, I, come on! No, I'm serious. I was just like, we finished, we're done. I missed most of the first half because I was working. Yeah, I I I got home around I don't know nine nine fifteen something like that. The last like two minutes were insane. And, and then watching that game, and I kept thinking, this is crazy. This is becoming crazier than our game. How, this, how, that's not I, possible. I think my favorite note or stat or whatever you want to call it from the whole weekend was that Patrick Mahomes got them down the field in, in position for a field goal in fewer seconds than it took Dak Prescott to scramble from <laughs> that play. Yes, yes. And did you – here's the other thing. Did you notice the uh, when the Rams ran down to spike the ball, they handed the ball to the official? I, they made, I did, they, yeah. Did you notice? And everybody ran together? Yeah. yeah. There was, they were well-coached. They were very well-coached. I think coached. that is a well-coached team. It is. It, I it is. I think that's clear. I think we have a well-coached team as well. No, they do have they, – they've been in situations <laughs> where they've uh, – where they have lost is where they've been ahead and then somewhat faded. Like uh, in, they, in San Fran and we can Yeah, they, they had a couple games like that. But, you know. I like them. I think they're. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're real. I know I, that they've lost six straight games to San Fran, so next week's game is certainly sure. not a given. But I no. think they're going to win that game. Who wins a playoff game without scoring a touch, an offensive touchdown? That's, that's San Francisco 49. <laughs> so, I mean. They did the same. No, I talked about how the Rams took advantage of a obvious weakness for the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Not a weakness normally, but a weakness because of injuries. And. The the 49ers did the same thing to the Packers. They they took I, advantage of their weakness, which was special teams. They blocked a field goal, too. Yeah. There was one thing that surprised me uh, greatly in our game that I, I was didn't see it coming, and that was special teams. Special teams did not have a good game. They, they did not. And, and I did they not. They did the week before. Yeah. And I did not see that coming. They, it was a missed field goal. Suck up, missed the field goal. Yep. But. The, the kick, kick the returns allowed. The uh, kicks out of out bounds. Of bounds two, of four, them. Two, two of them. Two. I I don't. I can't remember when I've seen that before. Two in one game. I can't remember the last one I saw before. Oh, it's it's not that uncommon. No, I'm talking about us. Oh, us, yeah. I'm not talking about. Well, that's because Bradley Pinion usually just kicks yeah, it through the end zone. That's what I mean. I mean, I think as we've seen in each of the last couple seasons that as great as a kickoff guy as Bradley is one of the best in the whole league right. set a record a couple of years ago I uh-huh. think in 19 yeah at the end of the season as you know he he's loses the leg a little bit he he's not yeah. he's he's at the beginning of the season if he's got six kickoffs at least five are going through for a touchback at the end of the year it's more like half of them right and then of course maybe he's trying a little extra hard to get it out and that's how he ends up kind of hooking it a little bit mm-hmm. and that's a shame that that did not help us all the yards we were giving up on returns did not help us 
Yeah, it, it, that, one week after having what Bruce Arians said was, was one of the best. best special teams performances of the year, that, we had a bad one. Did not see it coming. And that's not just us saying this. No. The, 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 the Packers, if you go by DVOA, which is a thing you can find on Football Outsiders, Packers had like a negative 30-something DVOA, which is terrible mm-hmm. on special teams. But ours was like negative 20-something. Yeah. So it, that, And because they were, start, you know, the Rams were starting with great field possession. They possession. did. They had an average of their 39. Uh-huh. We had an average of our 29, so yeah. that's an advantage right yeah, there. Yeah, big time. So, but um, it's still I, as disappointing as it is. And, and for a brief second, I thought about the Jets game. And I thought about how they felt in the last 15 seconds to lose that game. It was a regular season game. They had nothing to win for. But right. still, there's, they, a little more on it, there's, there's a little more at stake here. But still, um, it is certainly, um, it, it just, it, it, someone described it to me. It's like driving in a car 100 miles an hour and you have to slam on the brakes because there's a wall in front of you and the seatbelt grabs you and jerks you right back. So, I mean, that is the... Um, you know, where it all ends up. But if you s- just spend a second and think about the season, think about the last couple of years. We were, we were talking about this during our broadcast, about you forget how much fun the last couple of years has been. And that's what happens when you win. And I think the team, um, you know, we got the band back together, as they say. Unfortunately, injuries played a major role in what was going on. And I still have to give credit to the scouting staff and the front office for still being able to find people and plug and play. It just, you know, eventually you just run out of time. And when that happens, you lose a game. And uh, I I think that the next chatter is, is Tom Brady done? Who knows? I mean, every place I go, people are asking me, hey, what do you know? What do you know? We need to get into that. Yeah. I mean, all I know is I listened to his podcast driving home, um, or it was on Sirius XM driving home last night, and you know he talked about things and people want to read into it, but you know he talked about he had waffles with the kids, you know Monday morning, and you know his wife doesn't like Giselle doesn't like seeing him get hit, but who doesn't? She probably felt that way all the time. You know he has obligations to his family. He also has obligations to his football. You know, it's like he said, for the last six months, it's been every day, every day, yeah. every day, and it, it stops, and this is where a long way to get there, it stops, and you look around, and you can't believe you're not still working. We mm-hmm. thought we were working, getting ready, if need be, go to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. We we're, we had already worked out those plans. So, so I, um, I the reason I was um, quiet there for a while is I just got news on my phone, Oh, and it won't be released until either tonight or tomorrow, so we can go ahead and talk about it now. Okay. You're going to tell me what the news is? Because I, I haven't looked at my phone. No, you didn't get it. I got it in Slack. Ah. We have three more guys going to the Pro Bowl now. Really? Yeah, because we had alternates. We had five guys, right? And Tristan can't play, but Tristan, right. Ryan Jensen, Ali Marpet, Shaq, and Tom Brady, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had five guys that made the Pro Bowl, but we also had like five more alternates. Mm-hmm. And some of them were high alternates. And so Mike Evans, Devin White, and Antoine Winfield have all been added to the really? Pro Bowl roster. You know, because this is when you find out the teams that are going on uh-huh. and can't play in the Pro Bowl, right? Right. And? So those guys. Are you going to the Pro Bowl? I, we're, we're, we're hashing it out. We're trying to decide. Now that we got three more guys, I would say there's a higher possibility. Hmm. So... It's not exactly Hawaii, but I've never been to Las Vegas before, so that'll be interesting. Really? Yeah. I've told you that before. 
I, I know, but it's it it's dumbfounding to me. There were two times that I thought I was going. One family related that I don't need to get into, and the other one was last year. Uh-huh. And something crazy like COVID gets in the way. So yeah, I've never been to Vegas. I don't. It's not something I've I felt like I'm missing to be honest with you because uh-huh. I don't really gamble. Mm-hmm. I, I like playing poker. I, I might go play some hold'em. You, you would you would enjoy it. But I don't like. Craps. I tried no. that once and hated it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. And I just don't really like putting. You know what you would be good at? You'd be you'd be good at blackjack. If I had time to learn the system. It's simple. It's counting, and you are great with numbers. I know, but I. That's all it plus is. I don't want to. Yes, you do because no, all you, all you want to do if you get the 16 hold because you want the dealer to go over. I know that. But but you you do the math. Everybody so knows that. I know. So why you would be great at? It. You no. would love it. You no, because there's it. still luck involved, even if you do know what you're doing. You're, I know that the better gotta, players can do better. I you, understand You that. have better odds if if you know what you're doing. It can't be just as simple as hit on 16 and under and stay on 17 and over, because everybody knows that. And you still you got to get on a roll. And sometimes, you know, a little luck on the cards helps yeah. you a lot. Yeah, um, that's you, my point. You know. but anyways, I don't want to leave my money up to that luck. <clears throat> but I will say, I will say that um, you can... Um, you know, go to Vegas and not gamble and have a wonderful yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm going to see some friends, too, if I go. Um, but I didn't want to derail the, the Tom Brady talk because that obviously is now the biggest story and will be the biggest story until we know the answer. Right. Um, and everybody wants to know what you think. And I'm sure when I do my live show with Casey tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. Insider Live, that I will That's be asked that question. question. And here's here's what it is. None of us really know. Right? No. Nope. No, nope. Bruce Arians doesn't really know right now. I don't think Tom knows right now. Well, and that's the point. But I, what I do believe, and you kind of were hitting on it already, because everybody's been saying, like earlier this year, I think he said, I'll retire when I suck. Uh-huh. You know, and I agree with the people that say he doesn't want a victory lap tour. Nope. So he doesn't want to announce at the beginning of the year that he's retiring at the end. Mm-hmm. He's, when he walks away, he's going to walk away and say, the, the last game? Yeah, that was the one I just played. Right. right? So... That could happen right now. But I honestly believe, I truly believe that what you're saying is, is really the deciding factor. It's family. Sure. And there's no way we can know what he, he and Giselle and his kids and what right. they all sit down and talk about. And nor should we. That's their private matter. Right. That's what it's going to – I, you can reasonably disagree and think it's something else. Mm-hmm. Or you can think his competitive spirit won't let him go out the way he did right. or something like that. Uh, but I honestly think the deciding factor is his family, and we don't know what that that's going to be, he, what the decision will be. Yeah, he sa- he did make a comment, and I thought it was interesting. He said, you know, when when you're married, you have kids, you have a family, it's not just about what you want. Exactly, and everybody and, should know that. And, right, and, he, and in that conversation when he was talking about it, listening to it, I kind of got, you know, it's just a guy talking about, you know, I have to reevaluate what's going on, and I, and, you know, you on, know, a, on a lesser degree, we do that because it stops, and you know, for six months you've been going c- like crazy, and you just kind of have to regroup. You know, how are you going to approach next? Well, year? and you do some things that you've been putting off all right. season, and things with your family. But sure, in addition to, in a family, it's not as, as what you were saying. Tom said it's not only what you want; you also want the people in your family to get what they want. Sure, you know, I. I want my son, if he wants to go to Georgia Tech, I want that to happen. Right. You know, you want that. And if you have to make some sacrifices for that to happen, you do do it so happily. Right. right? It's different, though, when you're talking about whatever 
we had to do to help Alex get to Georgia Tech is sure. different than right. I could be playing in the NFL as as uh, one of the best players in the entire league or not. Right. That's and, a lot harder to walk away from. Right. And here's the other thing, too, is, you know, if you step back and really look at it, he's not looking at this because, A, he needs money. Well, obviously. Right. But I'm just – but a lot of times a player will have to decide, they, you know, how long they've played, you know, how are they going to continue making a living. They haven't – you know, whatever. If you're a player that's important enough that when you're deciding whether or not to keep going that it's like national discourse. Right. Then you've probably made enough money already. You're hoping, right? I think so. But he's in – He's it's a luxury. He doesn't have to worry about that. What his focus on is, is his body. Do him and Alex want to continue – which I think, honestly, is not it. I think he's fine. Right. And that he would be fine next year. Sure. Because he's so used to doing that, I think he'd be lost not being, you know, well, preparing. Well, I mean, plus, plus he's just, he's doing great. I mean, I don't think he was in bad shape at the end of the season. He Did, said he felt fine. Yeah. And, and, he, and he threw for 5,300 yards and 43 touchdowns. That's, that's why I think you're absolutely right. I think it's just a matter of as time goes on in the next month, he's, he looks at family and looks at what it is and what everybody wants it's to family. do. family. That's going to be it. Sure. Sure. And family may, might say, you know. They Dad, might say, we want you to play. We want you to play because that's going to make you the happiest. And, you know, maybe. Uh, somebody was pointing out to me the other day that his kids now – or at an age where they can really appreciate sure. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that could be part of it. Maybe you'll, I got a chance to play for my kids, and they can watch, mm-hmm. and they can be around this environment, right. and, and they can appreciate it more so than when they were young. Sure. So it could, it, family could swing him in the other direction. Right. It could go either way. Right. Or but it, I still think that's where it comes down you to. You know, he owes quality time to, to uh, the family, so maybe in the next four months or so, he keeps on quality time, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes quantity doesn't make up, you know, yeah, is, but is the thing. But you got to be careful with that quality time thing. Quantity is important, too. It is. It is. So in that aspect, we're just like everybody else. We're going to wait and see. Um, and, you know, we're also in a situation, and it's been a very long time since this organization's been in that situation, and that is you could be losing some of your your coaches uh and not you're asking them to leave. They are leaving because they are becoming head coaches. Speaking of which, the big news today, Sean Payton. Yes. Stepping down from the from the Saints. Yeah, that with, I a, don't, with a year left on his It doesn't deal. matter to me what the reasons are. I don't I could care I couldn't care less what the reasons are. I'm just saying Sean Payton's now out of the division. Yeah. That's undeniably a good thing for the Buccaneers. I find that to be an interesting story, and I want to know. I, I, I don't. I don't I, care. As they say, I want, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm not in any way saying this is his motivation, but think about the fact that he's walking away from a team that is in cap hell. Yep. They have, they're projected to be like $71 million over the cap yep. when the, when the offseason starts before they'll have to make moves, so that's not the case. Sure. But right now, their projection is worse than the league, $71 million. I think the next worst is like $38 million. Mm-hmm. I know people find, teams find a way to work around cap, but they are in cap hell, yeah. and that is not going to help them. And they went, what, 9-8 and eight? after an offseason where they had to purge a bunch of players because of cap hell. Right. Plus, Drew Brees retired. You don't really have the t- the quarterback situation figured out. No. Nope. It's possible J- James looked pretty good before he got hurt. Sure. It's possible he's the answer, although they'll have to resign him because uh-huh. he's what he's not yeah. under contract for next year. Taysom Hill, I'm personally I don't think he's the answer. I'm no. not right about everything, but sure. they could feel differently. They may be going into a situation where they've got roster problems and they don't have a good solution to quarterback. And I'm not again. I'm not saying that's his reason for walking away, but. 
pretty good timing, you know. Yeah. And then maybe spend a year in the booth, yeah. and then the Cowboys go with McCarthy one more year and say, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. we can get Sean Payton. Sure. It, the, the Sean Payton to, for, to Dallas thing has been rumored for like a decade. Yeah, and it's going to eventually happen because he was there under Parcells. Well, he could go to the Bears, although well, they're already in the – Unless they hire him now, which I don't think that's the case. I think yeah. I think the story is that Sean's not trying to go directly to another team. No, he's well, he's under contract. Right, but you could tra- you could make a trade like John Gruden. Yeah, you know, too. Yeah, more likely what will happen is what happened with Bruce Arians because mm-hmm. he'll still be under contract. Right. So a Lee team that wants to sign him out a year and then comes back. It's yeah. a team like we had. We gave. Arizona yeah. six, and they gave us a seven back. Yeah, because they moved on, got their head coach, and they moved on from that. Yeah, chapter. you don't want to stop Bruce Arians from sure. getting the job no. or anything. They weren't upset that he retired when he did. So, no. uh, so it'd be something like that, right? Yeah. But still, I just got to think it's good news for the Bucks that Sean Payton's out of as much as I don't particularly like watching him on television. Mm-hmm. You got to respectfully, you got to give him respect as a really good coach. Sure, he's clearly very, a very good. He coach. got a lot out of uh, not. He got a he gets a lot out of his players, even if they're not superstars. Yeah, they they've just always been good and well coached. And he made a great call on grabbing Drew Brees when everybody else was saying no. And, <laughs> you know, we were, we were looking at him at one time. People forget Miami definitely didn't. W- we tried to get Brett Favre at, at one point. Uh huh. <clears throat> I think we got close. As a we did. Thing. We got his cleats. <laughs> you know. Um, I, I'm looking over the things that I wrote down before, yeah. and we've covered most of it. You want to see what I wrote down? Okay. I got nothing. <laughs> well, but you, you actually have, without any notes, brought up most of the topics I was going to hit on anyway. Well, because I was at the game. <laughs> yeah, well, but also, you know, Tom Brady and and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, one thing that I had written down, though, that is just amazing to me, this we actually had a plus-two turnover ratio in that game because of all those fumbles. Yeah. That's the first Four. time we've... Ever yeah. lost a it, playoff game with a plus two or better turnover? Well, rate. I was going to say, if you told me we're going to get four turnovers and lose, I would have, uh, yeah, no, that's not happening. How about if I tell you, not only are we going to get four turnovers, we're going to score 14 points off our turnovers, they're going to score zero off of theirs, mm-hmm. and we're also going to hold them to two touchdowns and five red zone trips. Yeah. If, I, if you told me that and said, that's what's going to happen, I'm not going to tell you the outcome. Do you want it, or, or do you no, want to roll the? Yeah. Do you want to spin the, ro- the yeah. wheel again? I'd say, nope, put, I'll take that. Yep, I'll take that. Sure, that's, I, that's a win. We're going to win that and game. That is why I love when Raheem said statistics are for losers because it's true. I wish you Did, wouldn't keep bringing that up. Why? Because I don't think that's the right way to phrase it. I that. know, but I just love it because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's only one stat that matters, and that's the scoreboard. Yeah, but if you just decided to. That's true. Yeah. But if you decided, therefore, to ignore every other stat, you would right. not be doing your job. I didn't say job. ignore it. I'm just saying. <clears throat> how do, that's I, what. Is I that, just don't. I don't think okay, that's a let, valid point in this particular let, situation. Let me ask you this: Is that not what makes this game great? There's a lot of things that makes the game great. Well, just the, just the fact that you can have all of these pluses in your favor and still lose. Well, I'm or, just saying. Or in their case, turn the ball over four times and win. The, we had played six postseason games before with a plus two or better turnover ratio and won mm. all of them. Yeah. So it does mean something. Stats are not for losers. <laughs> Relying, thinking that a stat is more important than uh, any any given stat is more important than winning or losing is is for losers. Okay. And I think that's what coaches mean. Yeah. Where, in, for instance, like if you want to say our rushing game this year was like 25th in the league or something. Mm-hmm. And say bad, bad job. 
our coaches don't care. Right. Don't care as long as they, we're scoring points. We've right. got the bounce we want on offense. Yep. We're effective at times with the running game. Of course, they care if the running game is ineffective, but they don't care about the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you can't find stats that are predictive or that you can't celebrate good stats. Do you hate race for ten too? It was that was just dumb. <laughs> In retrospect, that was just dumb. I mean, I get the point. Youngry. Well, that's not a stat. <laughs> no, but that's just, just something I just, made up. I like cranking you up. There's funny. There's funny little things that, that I come will along say. With I mean, pound the rock. We wouldn't all remember pound the rock no. if we hadn't won that. No, Super the rock's Bowl. right down there. Look at the window. Nobody would care if we hadn't won the Super Bowl. Tr- that's true. Um, Speaking of looking out the window, what a horrid day. I think. I think this is real winter. It's I think like Tampa itself is mourning the loss, and I don't mean the people. Yeah. I mean the environment. Champa Bay, the Bay Area environment. Champa Bay, the is actual a, yeah. like weather and uh, uh, nature is mourning the Bucks' loss because it's really cold and it's been raining all day yeah. and it's just gross and depressing. I, w- I I left around one o'clock today and it was I got in the truck and it showed forty eight degrees. That's ridiculous. I'm like. This is crazy. I mean, usually it'll be at this time of year in Florida. It will, you know, you can't have couldn't. a morning where it's cold. But I mean, it warms up into the 60s or the 70s. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't. Yeah. I got out of bed today and was trying to decide. Um, and and the room was very dark, and I didn't know what was going on outside. Mm-hmm. And the heater was working fine, sure. so it felt fine in there. Yeah. And I was trying to decide. I like you said the heater was working fine because people laugh when you go, "Yeah, I put the heat on in that." Well, my wife is going to do it whether I want it or not. <laughs> <laughs> she, born and raised in Florida, despises being cold. <laughs> So the, that heater's going on, but um, and oh my God, living here in Florida, like I don't know how many people's houses are like mine. Uh-huh. Mine has very efficient air conditioning. I yeah. mean, our our bills aren't bad, right? And you have to run your AC a lot for like seven months of the year. Yeah. But the like two weeks right now of two weeks of every year where it's cold enough that you have to run your heater, uh-huh. that thing labors like it's just running nonstop. Yeah, and I can hear it running nonstop. I'm like. I said the dollar signs are rolling behind my eyes. Uh, do you have gas or electric? Electric. Okay. So anyway, um, nobody needs to really know about that. No, I was but just my point was, that's... I was like, do I need to wear like long pants again today, right. or can I put on shorts? Because with the environment at work the last couple of years, it's very casual. I've got shorts on. Most right Most days you're wearing shorts. What? So I looked at the weather app on my phone. It's like 48 degrees and raining. I'm like, okay, I'm putting on jeans. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I did is I walked out and it's trash day, so I'm rolling the can to the curb, and I'm like, dang, it is really cold. Yeah. And I didn't have a jacket on, so I just went in, and I already had shorts, and I'm like, I'm not going to change. I'm just, just give me something to, to repel the it's water. Trash day, it's trash day in your area, too, on yeah, Tuesdays? Yeah, Tuesdays, yep. I yep. wonder. Tuesdays and Fridays. Me, too. So, and, But we're not that close to each other. Right. And But they're changing it, If those of you who want to know about trash. No, but what I wanted to ask is, obviously, they're, they're picking up trash every day, right? Mm-hmm. So right. some areas have, like, we have Tuesday, sure. Friday. And they must do it on Monday and Wednesday. Yep. Do are they doing like entire regions of this of the county? That way, yes. So like we're we're not all that close to each other, but we kind of are in the same region. Depends on where they put the truck. So yeah, it could be that regional. Like area. are the same people that come pick up your trash in West Chase and my trash? Yes. In, uh, in Carrollwood, are they down in like Brandon on on Fridays, or do you work your own area? I think. They, because I'm surprised yeah. that we have the same day since we're not yeah, right yeah. in the well, same they area. have more than one truck. Just so well, I'm aware of that. <laughs> but if they could do the entire area on one day, they would. But they right. don't. No. Right? Right. And then they're changing it at the end of the month anyway. So 
That's the part that I don't care. It's, it doesn't matter. Sure. It's Tuesday, Tuesdays is now trash and recycling and yard. My wife told me that yesterday. And Friday is what? Regular trash. Well, it was, it was, Friday was trash and recycling. Yes. But now they moved the recycling right. to Tuesday. Yeah. It's a hard go keeping track so, of that stuff. So anyways, walking out, it was very, very cold and... Um, I, I'm, I won't say it's unseasonally cold here, but I think you're right. I think with the rain, the, the Bay Area is morning. <laughs> I like that. All right, so I got one. Well, I got two more things we hadn't covered. Okay. Um, one, it's just an, a one-off little note here. Sure. But th- the Bucks offense converted third downs at a 25.9% rate mm-hmm. in the playoffs, which is terrible for a team that was like 47 or 48% in the regular season and broke a franchise record and was like, second or third in the league in that category. Mm-hmm. It's like we were half as effective on third downs in the playoffs as we were. It's a small sample size. I get that. And you're also playing two very good teams, or at least kind of good teams. I get that. But I got to think that's a ma- that was a major part of why we're not still playing. Right. Is that we just, we just at the end, we couldn't convert third downs as efficiently as we did for most of the season. And we didn't score 30 points. Yeah, twenty-seven. Surprise! Yeah. You know, at one point and we missed. Surprise! We even we, got the yeah, and we and we missed a field goal, so we left three on there. That's true. But so, but so, did, so, but did, so they. did they. Yeah. Um, then the last thing before we can move on and answer fans' questions, I would say is, yeah, I think we still probably you and I fans of the game are going to stay focused on the rest of the playoffs next this coming week. It should be fun. Oh yeah, Super Bowl could be great. Sure. Um, but as soon as that's over, we're going to be turning our attention to twenty twenty-two and the big story. Other in addition, the two big stories are. Tom Brady, what's he going to do? Yep. And the fact that the Buccaneers once again are facing a very long list of potential free agents and yep. critical guys. Let me read you. I think there's 21 of them. Yeah, it was 24 last year. Let me read you the list of some of the guys that are on there. Chris Godwin, Jordan Whitehead, Ryan Jensen, Leonard Fournette, Carlton Davis, Rob Gronkowski, Will Golston, Alex Kappa, Aaron Stinney. That's not everybody, but that's like nine guys right off the top that you don't I, really want to lose any of. I think, yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, what do you, if you could, if I, we're drafting out of, here. Out of that eight, out of that eight, I, nine. or nine rather, yeah, nine. I'm, I'm holding nine fingers up and, <laughs> and I you say said eight. eight. <laughs> I want this I'll, many. I'll, I'm I'll, this year's yeah, old. I'll, I'll, I'll tell on myself. I'm not paying attention. What? I don't think you can lose any one of those nine. Oh, come on. You, that's not realistic, Jim. I know, but... You can. Well... Your team changes their... The way the team did not lo- change much last year was a, historic. You want to lose a Pro Bowl I don't center? want to lose anybody. Well, there you go. I didn't say what I want. They're going to have to figure it out. Yeah, they'll try. They'll try, but I I would be shocked if all of those guys and, and some of the others on that list are back. I'll be yeah. shocked. The Ronald Jones is on the list, too. Um, O.J. Howard. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention everybody. Sure. No, it, the list is very, very long, and it's uh, going to be... If you were drafting, and so straight off the top, I will say, you, as you clearly made clear, we really want all these guys back. Yeah. Very, very much. Mm-hmm. But if you were told you can guarantee one of them, which one would you choose? You want me to go and hear them again? We can only have one. No, no, we, we might get all of them back. Yeah, yeah. We but, might get some of them back. But if I had to pick one... But you one. can right now guarantee one of them is back. Chris Godwin. Yeah, I'm, I'm Chris Godwin, too. And I think, you know, it's tough. Carlton's one of the better corners in the league. Yep. Leonard Fournette has really uh-huh. shown what he can be very central to what we're doing on offense. Ryan Jensen's a pro bowler. I love Jordan Whitehead. Right. I don't want to lose any oh, of these and guys, the right? the way he plays, too. 
My goodness. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be something, man. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. be something. But you know what happens is when you play and you play good on a team, eventually you have to go get paid, and yeah. that's why there's free agency because guys leave to go get paid. They may love it here, they may feel like this is home, but they got to take care of their family. And well, so they're they're gonna yeah. Go. We'll talk about this a little bit more because sure. there's there's a question that will lead us into that discussion. All right. Um, but let's you know want to just get to that. Sure. The questions. Yeah. I get like four today. All right. Okay. First one comes from Phil Schwadron, who we've talked with and about before. Uh-huh. Guy from California, big Bucks fan. Yeah. Uh, hey, S Dogs, that's a hard way to lose a game, mm. but I'm not sad. The oh. Bucks are relevant, and again, in a way they haven't been for 15 years. Brady and company made us 2021 Super Bowl champions and got us back to the postseason this year. I love them all. I'm thinking, in thinking of the future, what are the ways we can keep a winning culture in Tampa, considering next year we will probably lose several key players and coaches? Right. I don't want us to be irrelevant again so soon. See you next season. I'll miss your podcast. Okay. Part of it is how much of what the change of the culture with obviously bringing in Tom Brady and then what Bruce Arians was able to do with that, mm-hmm. how much of that sticks if you don't have Tom Brady? And a lot of times culture, what we call culture, develops from winning. Because yeah. guys see, and that it helps to have Tom Brady, who mm-hmm. you know, if any other player in the locker room knows, well, this guy, if he says yeah. this is important to winning, then he's obviously right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it helps to have that guy. If you don't have that guy and you stop winning. Well, then it all changes because. It, culture but, comes but, from winning. But I think, I think uh, Bruce Arians coming in. And his coaching staff also changed the culture. Yeah, and we have a lot of really good coaches. And 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 I think that that was the beginning of it. And then Tom just escalated it. And they were a coaching staff that pretty much all knew each other and knew how to work together and built a culture together. So there was no divisions or clashes there. That helps a lot. Right. It, and the as Bruce said when he came in, he didn't have to coach the coaches. Right. They knew That's the game. Yep. They knew the game plan. They know their roles. They weren't trying to go. Well, I want to be the head coach. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this, and you know, have issues within the building. There's none of that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they have. There are opportunities for that coaching staff to become head coaches. So, you know, it's like you said. Now there's another opening. Was there eight openings now in the NFL for head coaches? So, well, there, well, there's nine now that Sean Payton. All right. So, uh, it'll be. That's going to be interesting to see how how those nine positions. I understand what Phil is saying here, though, because when's the last time the Dallas Cowboys won a playoff game? I think it's like 19. Well, I don't know if they've won run along the way, but I don't think they've made it past the divisional round, at least since like 1994. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think. But the Cowboys will never be irrelevant. I don't think they won a playoff game since since then, because when was the last time they were in the playoffs? Well, a couple years ago. But they lost. I know. So, Yeah. I'm saying how you know you talk about marketing. There's a team that hasn't hasn't won the big one. Well, that's my point. They're never going to be irrelevant because right. of the Cowboys, the Giants, the Packers. There are franchises that have that built-in relevance. They've been around forever, or their history, uh, their former history made them America's team, as an example, or whatever right. you want. You know, even so, now they can survive and remain relevant even if they don't win for a long time. Right. It's harder for Tampa Bay because our history includes two very long stretches of not winning. And so you do kind of become, to s- in some people's eyes, not that relevant. Mm-hmm. And so you, we have, through the help of Tom Brady and winning a lot of games, restored the Bucks to relevance. And you worried about it. Does it all fall apart again? 
I don't know. I think I, there's. I think this could be something that sticks a little bit for a while. I, I think it takes a couple years for it to fall apart. Well, hopefully it doesn't fall yeah, apart. Yeah, but I'm just saying if it does, it takes a couple years because you still have pieces that you could still, well, you know. And as long as Tom Brady keeps coming back, yeah. you're relevant, obviously. Right. Well, if Tom Brady leaves, then the question is, who's behind door number two? Yeah, right. Right, exactly. Which I thought was a great line. Well, it, it was harking back to that's the exact terminology he was using back in 2020. Mm, yeah, he's like, yeah, but he's Jamin, like, he likes right. the guys we have here. Right. But you always have to look at who's what's behind door number two because we went down that road two years ago and Tom Brady was behind that yeah. door. And so it's, it makes sense to do your homework. Sure, sure. All right, uh, dear salty dogs. This is from somebody from their email. All I can tell is maybe their name is TJDR. There's, there's like nothing to tell me who they are, where they're from. Okay. Dear Salty Dogs, wish they did make it. I don't know too much about football, to be honest with you. So my probably my mail will not be one of the ones you will read, and it is okay. I just wanted to let you know I, mi- I will miss so much being able to hear Mr. Ryan's voice every week. Wow. Sorry, Scott, it's not personal. <laughs> I don't take it personally. Wow. You're the voice. What's the I'm email? the brains of this operation. What's the email? Well, I'm not going to tell this guy's email. Oh. That wouldn't be very cool of me to do. No no, nothing, huh? But it says like TJDR at the bottom of the page. T? Maybe it's your friend TJ. TJ? TJ Reeves. TJDR? Yeah, I'm saying. Oh, wow. I, All well, lowercase. Well, thank you. Yeah. I just I included that one just because I thought you'd you'd like to know that somebody sure. specifically likes to hear you talking to them every week. Great. So in other words, it, there's no jibber jabber, or that's all they like is me doing jibber jabber. <laughs> you could okay. say whatever you you can read the phone book if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ahoy! Wait, like there's phone books anymore? Are yeah. there phone books anymore? I feel like I, I get one thrown on my doorstep like I, once a year. Yeah. If, you, if they do, they're it's wasted. A waste of time. It goes right into that recycling <laughs> yeah. bin that's getting picked up on <laughs> Tuesdays now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they spend all the time printing them, and we just throw them right back. Well, in that was like you know, did you ever think about that when there were telephone books? And you wanted an unlisted number. You had to pay more money to have an. You I had never to, knew that. You had to pay to have an unlisted I didn't number. Know that you had and to I would think, what do they got? Some guy erasing your number <laughs> out of each phone book. <laughs> I mean, that made zero sense to me. Yeah, she had to pay for that because I always had an unlisted number. Continue. It was important enough to you to pay for it. Apparently, I guess. there were people you did not want finding. <laughs> yeah, hiding, hiding. It. Changed name or something like that. Ahoy, what a season. That was a heck of a comeback only to fall seconds short. If I can be so bold to speak for everyone, we fans are proud of how the Bucks played through such a difficult season. I know for sure the Bucks would have crushed each and every game if they were ever full strength. I am looking forward to next season. I listened to TJ sign off the Nothing But Bucks podcast today. I think he means sign off like yep. that's the last one. That's the last one. I assume you will be doing the same later this week. I have two questions. Do we have to wait till preseason for more podcasts? And two, is it possible to create podcasts to replay entire radio broadcasts? Wow. Could That's... you archive the games so that somebody could re-listen to them? This is from Stephen Larson in Amarillo, Texas. Yeah. Or Amarillo. That's interesting. You probably could. I, I, I don't know how they would put that on the... Could you just... Could you archive the entire radio broadcast of a game on... The yeah, would, would you'd have to... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, Do you, is there a rights issue? No, we own the rights. We own the rights. Is it more of like you've, we've never done it because we just didn't think it would be something people would be looking yeah, for? Yeah, you would just think I mean, that. Stephen yeah. obviously would, but I wonder what the wider audience I, is. I, yeah, I would think that th- that's a very niche audience. You'd have to take all the commercials out. You would condense it oh, down. Oh, really? 
Well, yeah, you would have. Oh, to, you'd want to speed it up like they do on those. Yeah, um, you'd, NFL ed, Network you'd be replays. Ed, yeah, you'd edit all of that out. You, well, that'd be great. It'd be know. a great way to listen to a game. I just, you know. I'm personally not somebody that wants to go back and listen to, or, no. or generally even watch. I maybe an important game, but I made the mistake yesterday of having uh, the NFL Network on in my office the whole game, or the whole game, the whole day. And whenever I would glance up, I would see. Um, the ball in the air, Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup running, and it, it, you don't want to relive it. I didn't, but every time I would just like be working, and then I, just for whatever reason, I would glance up, and there it was in the replay again. But it might be fun to. What was the best game of the year for us? I think that's what it would probably be. You would ha- probably have to go to your your you just your better games. some of them. You are yeah, got some of them. No, we have them all. No, but you just put up the ones. Yeah, I would think you would put up the ones Could you, that. Here's what you would do. What's that? Here's an idea. Okay. A a replay of of a game where you have new commentary. Like a couple of summers ago, I got the opportunity to do these video interviews. Oh, with Gene. No. I, I did one with Gene. Okay. I think I did didn't I? I did one with Rondé. Uh I think I did one with Derek? Or Warwick. Yeah, Warwick. Yeah. I did the, I think I did the Rams game where you watch the ga- where you watch the game and you guys you talked about. Yeah, yeah, and you get there. I thought those were fun. Yeah. And you could do that in a podcast fashion. Sure. I mean, it's better when you're seeing the plays, but right. That's the hardest. There's part, all kinds of podcasts about that where you go back and mm. take some like an old movie and then you you yeah. sit around and talk about it right. and break it down. That's okay. something to think about. It's to be thought about. It's a good. It's a good suggestion. Anyway, as to the question, I don't know who would have time to listen to all of them, <laughs> but I I get it. As to the questions, the other question, uh, we are not quite done yet because next week we're going to do one more and it's going to be our awards show. Okay. I told Jeff earlier that, yeah. that earlier today. Well, so we'll do like MVP other than Tom Brady. Right. You know, maybe your favorite game, your favorite play. We'll figure out the categories. And we and we might, you know, I'm thinking out loud depending on, on our time schedules, but you know, if something big happens, yeah, we, that, we could that do too. we could do a, a it might not be the full hour or whatever, but it might be if something happens that's worthy of us discussing in more in depth. That we was would our, do that. That was our approach. That was our plan going into the off season last year. Uh-huh. Like we thought, maybe we'll do one after the first week of free agency. Sure. Maybe we'll do one right or before or after the draft. But I don't think we ended up doing so. No, well, we didn't really. Yeah, the free agency kind of just happened. We got everybody back. That's right. Then, so but we, we still really, could have had a podcast to talk about. Yeah. That. We'll see. There's yeah. a possibility we'll, we'll we'll do a couple hits along the way, and if so, hopefully we'll find a way to let you know ahead of time in case you want to send in questions. But tomorrow, but next week's show is going to all be about awards and best things and our favorites and so sure. on from the season. Right. A recappy sort of thing. Uh, so if you and want we'll to send us questions, first of all, send us any questions to saltydogs at buccaneers.nfl.com. But specifically in this case. If you want to throw out what was your your favorite play or your favorite game or or who you think was the MVP or who you think was the most improved player or who you think is the most underrated player, those are the kinds of things we're going to be talking about. If you want to if you want to send me emails about that, we'll include it in the show. Sure, I like it. That would be cool. In fact, it'd be fun. I, I, I encourage you to do so. If you've listened this far, you get that entreaty, and hopefully you can follow through. Yeah, I got one more question. All right, from a Carlos, who it looks like he's from Tallahassee. All right. I heard Buck. I heard Bruce Arians say the Bucks would try to get all their free agents back again, like they did last year. But I'm pretty sure he said he doubted they'd be able to do it again. Why is that? What are the obstacles to the Bucks re-signing everyone? I'm sure there are good reasons, but I just wanted to hear you guys talk about it. Thanks. Okay, so just to be clear, right. I think you did hear him correctly. But let me read the quote exactly. 
So I, I don't want anybody to think that we're saying that Bruce thinks he doubts we'll be able to get anybody back. Sure. I think what he's doing is comparing to last year when the Bucks were the first Super Bowl champions to bring back every single starter the next year since right. like the Steelers in '78 or something yeah. like that. In the first in the basically the point is the first since free in agency. the free agency era. Yeah. Okay. What Bruce said was. If asked if this might be a, a this upcoming season could be a rebuild, he said it's a reload like it is every year. Our priority in free agency will be our guys. See how many that we can get back and then build a team from there. Right. I always look forward to that part of it. And then the draft. Each year is so different and so new. Last year to get everybody back was amazing. I doubt we can do it. I doubt we can do it all again this year, but we're sure going to give it our best. Right. So it becomes it becomes well, well a couple things. Well, Go ahead. Yep. First, you you sit down, you prioritize, right, and then you got to decide. You know, when a guy's a free agent, someone else could be throwing yeah. a ton of money at them, yeah. and you're not even in the running. Yeah. Where it becomes a it's a financial yes. decision, it's a business decision. Yeah. So, Carlos wants to know why. What are the obstacles? Well, first of all, there's just so many of them. Yeah. If we were talking about three or four guys, I think it'd be you could make a pretty comprehensive plan and when you of say how you can keep them all. Yeah, when you say many, you're talking about players that we're trying to keep. You like 21 obstacles. No, yeah, there's so many players to keep. And at the moment, our projected cap space is 14.9 million. Mm-hmm. Um the that's a little less than the league average of 18.9. I completely understand yep. that that you can make it happen if you need to. They'll find a way to create cap space. And uh you know, but a lot of that cap space is because so many guys are Sure. Pending free agents. And and to create cap space, how you create it is, you know, you push. huh? You push it. Yeah. Which means the owners have to come up with real money mm-hmm. to give immediately because what they do is they when a contract gets restructured, the player's getting his money, he's getting it up front in a bonus. Right. But which spreads out the cap hit. Which right. But if they're getting money in a bonus, what people have to realize is that is real money. That is today's yeah. money. That's not right. money three years from now. That is, hey, can you open up uh, the vault mm-hmm. and let's do this? So, and that's what happened last year. They, you know, they, there was a lot of cash going out to create what happened. So, I think people have to get excited about that. You know, there's a possibility, but in real time, in real world. Some other teams right now are looking, What we, in the beginning of this podcast, we talked about how you can grab one or two players and maybe that guy puts you over the top to get you into the running. There's some guys on that list that can make a big difference on some teams. And and some guys, after they win a Super Bowl, or in this case win a Super Bowl and then have another really good season that goes to the playoffs, sometimes you may just be looking for a different opportunity. Yeah. Um, or... Like you said, somebody out there may be willing to give you a much bigger check than the Buccaneers can or think is prudent. Mm-hmm. Like when we won the Super Bowl in 2002, I remember um, Alshamont Singleton, he signed with the Cowboys because here he was playing Sam linebacker, which back in that day was your third linebacker that came off the field in the nickel. So he didn't play as much. The Cowboys were going to give him a chance to play a lot more. Sure. So it's opportunity. Uh, I think Dexter Jackson went to Arizona mm-hmm. after that, and it was because... They gave the Super Bowl champion a big ass contract, right? Right. And, and why would you? Turn and that he down? was, and he was the Super Bowl MVP. MVP. Yeah, but he was a Super Bowl champion also. And then also, if Tom Brady leaves, that changes the calculus on everything. Right. First of all, if he leaves, it creates more cap space. But right. in a much worse turn of events, it probably also removes some of the draw for some of the. If you're Chris Godwin, 
Tam, Tom Brady leaving does not make you want to stay here more. And I'm not saying it would make him leave, right. but it certainly doesn't make you want to stay here more. And see, that's the other thing is how much is decided by TB12. When I say decided, what's his decision? How many guys are going to go, you know what? We don't have to do anything. Free agency doesn't start until, what, March? March 16th. So there's plenty of time for everybody to think, oh, get yeah. an idea. Um, you know, I don't think Tom can wait till June and say whether he's going to come back or not uh, or going to play. That wouldn't be doing anybody no. good. I doubt he would do that. Right, and I'm, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, I think a lot of it's going to just play out, you know, who's going to do what. And the other side of the coin, too, is it, you may lose a coach or two. To, that becomes a head coach, if he becomes a head coach, you can lose some position coaches because those position coaches can become coordinators yeah. for one of those other right. guys. So there's there's a lot of motion right now, a lot of it. Or there will be. There's motion, any motion going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one, another thing about this. And I second and I, that emotion. I think Ryan Jensen and Gronk both said, because they're being asked, what are you going to do? Yeah. And like, this is not a good time to answer that question. No. Because you're f- still full of emotions from that last game. I, I think that's the part that w- I watched every one of those PCs and press conferences. And you should, if you haven't, you should watch those. N- not you, you, but as you're listening to this. Because you get a really kind of an insight because they're not talking football, football. They're talking about life. They're talking yeah. about... A lot of them did that. Yeah. And it was... It was it's more human touch to it than the normal cliches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you realize that. I thought you could really hear the emotion and see in his voice and see the emotion on Ryan Jensen's face. No question. Yes, because he loves it here. And he, you know, but he, also he was still feeling that game. There is a good, there's a, yeah. And, but there's a bond with guys. How about Leonard Fournette, man? Yeah. Coming up to that podium and, and, Revealing that his cousin had died like mm. two days earlier, you could see the emotion on his face for sure. And JP and JPP, his grandma, his grandmother passed away. passed away last week. It was a rough week for some it, guys. Yeah, and so they're humans, you know. Yeah, that's that's the part, and that's why I think if you haven't, you know, go ahead and look at some of those press conferences, and I think you see another side, and then you'll you'll begin to understand why guys aren't really sure which way it's going to go. You know, and as a business guy. You know, and honestly, Ryan Jensen can't say, yeah, I'm going to come back. That because wouldn't be a good move. That's not a good move. You kind of lose <laughs> your... No matter nego- what they pay me, I'm yeah, coming back. Yeah, you <laughs> lose your negotiation <laughs> status at that point in time. You know, it's still, ch- but again, though, Tom Brady yep. is the first tumbler that yep. needs to turn. Yep. And, and the thing, too, is, is Tom Brady's not making $50 million. So it's not going to, you know, he, he 25, is... 25, right? Yeah, he's actually a bargain. Oh, it's, of it, course, you know, obvious. Yes, it's, it's... When you think about that, if you go, oh, you know, he's old, maybe you should get... No, he, no, you can't, you can't get a to, guy. To, it, Tom Brady could be 80% as good as he was this year and he'd still be worth $25 million. Yep. Correct. Because, like... As an example, I think Aaron Rodgers is getting 33, and mm. he's underpaid. Yeah. Jared Goff is getting like 33 Yeah, because of a dumb contract, but sure. still. Right. But the value that Tom Brady – and, and you can actually look this up on what – like I think Spotrack has this. Um, what they – given what they produced and just using a formula, what should they be paid or mm, what is yeah. the value of yeah, that? Yeah, right. Tom Brady's probably in the 40 million. Oh, easy, easy. Well, not only not yeah. only what he's worth on the football field, but what he's worth yeah, to your franchise. Quanti- they don't even you quantify that. You can't even go down that road. So, all right, man. Hi, bud. It was good. You all right, one more of these, so you, we don't have to say any tearful goodbyes. No, I'm looking forward to next week. I'm glad we're going to do something. 
That's good. Get me into a, a better mood, so okay. to speak. You'll and, be uh, fine by then. Yep. And so uh, Beef's going to hang in there for us for another week. Uh, this weekend, if you're in the Bay Area, you know, uh, wings and beer, beers and wings, uh, nothing better than that. When you go to Beef O'Brady's, uh, wings, nachos, Angus burgers, you can put that all together, and you're going to get Beef O'Brady's. And if you're hungry for tailgating greatness, a couple games this weekend, try Beef's to go or full-on catering. Beef O'Brady's, where game time meets tailgating time. And since you did, thanks for listening. <laughs>